Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. St. Paul, the fan. So- I knew we was going to beat them clowns. The season can't end like that! Let's go, let's go, everybody. Let's go, good morning. All I can say is, wow. Thank you. Time for two more. You lucky suckers. You want to change the conversation? Win some games. Good morning. It is a beautiful Thursday in the neighborhood, and the neighborhood is FM 100.3 KFAM. And the 651 Carpets Plus Studios, Paul Allen by your side, Nordo by my side, and 9 to noon is here to provide the metaphorical distraction to your day. Great to be back. And, um... Good thing for Denver Broncos fans, Colorado is picturesque with myriad options for activities, trips, and events. Much to do for that metaphorical sports-related. Much to do to get your mind off the team you love. And, uh, and, And in this case, for them, it would be the Denver Broncos. Cool sports vibe, obviously. With the champion Nuggets, the Abs are title contenders, Coors Field is fantastic, and, I mean, CU Sports has Dion and Diversion. Shoot, I think the uh, the Colorado State basketball team's like top 25 with, bracketolo- with bracket- bracketology less than a month away. And all of that is great unless your favorite team is the Denver Broncos. Now, I heard some of the most depressing sports radio yesterday in Denver. They got a couple of sports radio stations, KOA, uh, the spot where I do 9 to noon uh, when, when I'm in the Rocky Mountain region. I mean, it's an iHeart. It, it's a heritage equity station, been around forever. It's a flamethrower, as we say in the business. It's more 830-WCCO-esque than like a true sports station. So maybe two and a half sports stations in that market. Man, I, I I don't know if I just caught the situation on like a weird day. But between, I think it was whatever the fan, KKFN, and Altitude Sports Radio. I caught some of the most depressing National Football League conversation yesterday involving their beloved Denver Broncos. And... The thing is, is it it afforded me. It's like it, it it's it plays into the to the age old adage of seeing the forest for the trees. Or sometimes we get locked up in our own fishbowl. And involving National Football League teams, we fail to recognize that we're all in the same fishbowl. We're just under different rocks. But like the way it was laid out. With this, with this individual sports radio station involving the Denver Broncos, free agency, the NFL draft, and being a robust and super special $30 million, 30-ish million dollars over the cap. I'm like, damn, man, our situation over here ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's confusing. It's complicated. We got conundrums. We got the combine. And we got everything that, that goes along with it. But man, it's 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 that's what so many people do specifically in this business this time of the year. So like from a radio show standpoint, specifically nine to noon, 
by far the most sports-oriented of the core four from the power trip through bumper-to-bumper with Barrera. And fans, likewise, in a majority of markets, do the same thing this time of the year. We, we follow the crumbs in search of answers. Mock madness, players unfollowing teams on Insta, guaranteed deals, subterfuge, agents using media members to establish narratives, drunk personnel people shouting at agents at one in the morning in Indianapolis hotel lobbies because they can't see eye to eye on deals and deals they're not even supposed to be discussing. You, you, you take the nuggets and then you form them, hopefully, into a block of gold. Now, these guys in Denver, they do good work. I mean, they, they ain't no knock on the station or the host. They do good work. But the what's next plan there include a noose if you love the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I, I ain't kidding you, man, from this conversation that I heard the other day. $30 million over the cap, a quarterback nobody likes making absurd cash, and a culture they just can't seem to embrace. So now, now the mind and the heart for yours truly immediately goes to discernment. Is this a group, forget the host, forget the radio station. Think about the fans. Fans first. Rube Nation first. Are they mad? Uh, or are they apathetic? Because it just felt like an apathetic vibe with the Denver Broncos, man. And really, that's the last thing, the absolute last thing with which you want to deal, A, when you're sitting in these chairs, or B, if your metaphorical distraction factor involves a certain National Football League team and you're trying to put things together. It, 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 started, it started, the part I caught, started with one guy pressing the other, on who could be better for the Broncos and why. I'm like, all right. He teased. He teased. Quick pause, Wait. news update. Yeah, they got me to wait through the break. And oldest trick in the book. But I waited. I came back just to make sure I was back in the beginning. Because it's like that they were, I mean, who are you splitting here? J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix? Um, uh, the Jerzon Cat from Illinois or some other beef eater who plays three technique for the Texas Longhorns? Who are you going to split here, man? You teased to it. You got me all excited. Then it was like, who would be better for the Broncos and why? Sean Payton or Dan Campbell? Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Okay, but, but my man was establishing a culture-related narrative. Okay. Yeah, and and it, it was way too hypothetical for me. I'm not I'm I'm not big on the hypotheticals, even though this time of the year, hypothetically speaking, if we gave Kirk Cousins three years of guaranteed money and drafted JJ McCarthy at eleven, how are you gonna get out of that third year of whatever dead cap and whatever this cap and whatever that cap and then how's that gonna work? Yeah. All the angles. Yeah. But that stuff's boring. At least to me it is. But it matters. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying to me it's boring. When it, when it comes to the structure of, of, of deals and caps and money pushed back and prorating and stuff like that. But it, it, it was a culture-related situation. I'm like, okay, cool. So what's next? So they went from there, that hypothetical, to like Dan Campbell, uh, kneecap biting, Culture good, not afraid to yell at people. Peyton yells at people, but it's the wrong way. Just stuff like that. All right, cool. Thirty million over the cap, though. They started pondering free agency from thirty-ish million over the salary cap. Ooh, they're like, we need a quarterback. I'm like, cool. So then one guy goes, what about Cousins? Other guy, too expensive. Baker Mayfield. Other guy, too expensive. Same. When you have no money to spend, you don't shop at the Galleria, man. Cherry Creek is not your friend, all right? So after milling through, after my guys went milling through Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod or Tyrod Taylor, Echo and Gardner Minshew, they came to a conclusion. Jameis Winston. And, but <laughs> but see, you laughed, and that's the key. This segment brought to you by Dollar General. Right, right. I mean, you get Jameis at the dollar store. Bye.
not. The guy set it up beautifully. Jameis Winston. The take was, if you're going to be bad, at least have some fun doing it. I always love that one. <laughs> and we remember, was it last year? When did Jameis come in and... And like try to ruin. I mean, it we were, was right after the Atlanta game. Yeah, we the were, Saints were in town. We we're killing somebody, and Jameis. How how'd it go? But he came in just like closing his eyes and turning his head to the right and chucking that sucker down the field as far as he can, thinking about those crab legs. Yeah, didn't. Yeah, Derek Carr started the game. He leaves, <laughs> and Dobbs delirium with that rushing touchdown to the Ooh. far side oh. to the right of of US Bank Stadium. Yep. And then that was the dagger. That game was the dagger for Dobbs. But anyway, and it was a classic one score game. And all Jameis had to do was just be a competent quarterback. He was so excited. He was trying to eat W's and he threw up. I think Makai Blackman had his first pick maybe in that game or something like that. Maybe. Uh, But he threw two brutal picks Mm. in that game to uh, secure victory for the home squad. Right. L. So, so he, well, now let's add another person to a clip, a Jameis Winston-related clip that they kept playing, and I could tell it was part of their button bar immortality. Think 9 to Noon and Zolak. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, just things that we drop in that we've heard over the years that we like, and you just save and you play it when you need a laugh. The Duke! The, the Duke! The Duke, Duke is on fire! The captain! I'm the only one who who missed this glorious. Uh, I'm excuse me. Uh, am I the only one that missed this glorious, funny, unbelievable Jameis Winston clip about wins and losses and alphabet soup? Uh, clearly, you heard it, or you referenced it perfectly. If you didn't hear it, when you're about it's all about the W's. Well, when, well, the eating the W's thing. Yeah, he came under fire for. Walking around doing the pregame speech, oh. and he was holding up the W with his with his hand, oh. and then you know it's like you savor it, get your knives and forks out, gentlemen, okay. and then he just start gobbling on his own hand. Okay, and you could see his teammates <laughs> around him just going, ah, all right, okay, this is a thing that okay. exists. I don't know how to handle it. It must have been after or into a Saints game. And paraphrasing, it's like 30 seconds. Jameis Winston is talking about finding victories and or enduring losses is more than the work. You, I mean, you just got to you got to get alphabet soup. You pour the alphabet soup into a ball and you just go digging in the soup for the W's. Digging for W's. Just find the W's. And they're just, I mean, they think it's the most hilarious thing in the world. And quite honestly, I thought it was funny, too. And I'd never heard it. But that's what triggered, like, if you're go- if you're a Broncos fan and you're going to be bad, at least have fun doing it and bring in Jameis Winston. I always love that one. But see, that was after they went milling through, like, some Jared Stidham opinion, Tyrod to Rod Taylor, Joe Flacco, Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew, and then they get to Jameis Winston, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant how they tied it together. But, but what was not brilliant, and what was hidden under the laughs, is apathy. I just felt by the inclusion or lack thereof from Blue and Orange Nation on your home for Denver Broncos football, whatever OA. This wasn't on KOA. It, it wasn't anger or legit desperation to assemble a plan by, behind which your devoted could get. It was apathy. It was so sad. But see, then, uh, given my obsession to unpack things from the bottom and, and, and have it ascend, I, I immediately quick twitch thought, well, both these veterans were around because they said it. When Elway was getting into the alphabet soup and finding the biggest W of all the biggest W's ever to W. Oh, and by the way, they did win the NBA championship last year with the Denver Nuggets. And oh, by the way, they got Nathan McKinnon, you know, sitting on a championship every year. They won the Stanley Cup final within the last few years. And talk about the Rockies later, like if you think Dante Bichette, Todd Helton, and Andres Galarraga, Le Grand Shot, 
are going to roll in and save things. Well, it ain't going to happen, but Coors Field might be the coolest ballpark in Major League Baseball, so they got that too. At least it's a good place to sit while you enjoy the kind green. Right, right. The scenery's good. Well, they do a great job with the uh, <clears throat> with the turf on the field. Hey, uh, but um, so then I started to think, all right, well, they, they know what rings look like. Yeah. So I have to approach this from... If, if I'm thinking, like, what are we doing here? I mean, there's so much... At, well, the Broncos are the A topic in town. Abbott said it 20 years ago, football always wins. For the most part, football wins in every single state and every single major market when it comes to radio-related ancillary programming or carrying the games. And, and football wins in the Rocky Mountain region, too. The Denver Broncos are absolutely the most popular team in that region, and that would include like Utah, and you, know, you get over to Nevada, stuff like that. A lot of people love the Denver Broncos. Nebraska, that, that's super cool. There's probably some fans in Pocatello, Idaho. Pocatello, Idaho, uh, Boise, or maybe Idaho Falls, but emphasis on the word falls, because things have fallen with the Denver Broncos to a point where those who can hearken to the championship days are laughing at the way things are going now and those who are desperately trying to put things together to take to take below average and make it average and then you trade for a coach to take average and make it good maybe great and then you make that move for the quarterback to get from good to great to elite and none of it has worked yeah so they have apathy it's so sad that they're apathetic about such a cool team i mean but that's what 30 over radio sounds like that's what 30 over the cap radio sounds like. Sure, I mean, the Denver Broncos can finagle their way to a quarterback at 12, and given the past performances of, of management, in, you know, which includes super splashy deals for Russell Wilson and the trade for Sean Payton and the trading of Bradley Chubb, there ain't going to be any surprise here if the Denver Broncos give like six picks and lifetime passes to Breckenridge. To get exactly what they want. Because because they operate via desperation. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And I've said it here before, you know, specifically involving the local squad that, hey, desperate times can involve desperate measures. But the question would be, are there desperate times here? After hearing truly what 30 over the cap radio sounds like, the fact that the, the popularity of their coach was like super high for a second. And now all of a sudden you got people wondering if Dan Campbell would be the right guy to be the coach, even though he's not available. Then you got the 30 million over the cap. You got the 12 spot and you got the propensity to make these splashy deals, none of which seem to be working out. And that all led to an apathetic nature with the way some look at Denver Broncos football. And it makes me feel for Broncos fans because you mentioned yeah. the roll in and how excited they were about the coach. We hit this preseason during training camp. I forget exactly where it was, but Sean Payton meeting with that writer and basic and just eviscerating Nathaniel Hackett. And he's got, you know, he's he's almost Broadway Joe style with the mink coat, pulls it off, new sheriff in town. Damn. We're going to handle business. And it was a complete disaster from the outset. Right. All he was there to do is make Russell Wilson work within that offense. Defense is going to hey. be okay. Defense actually got significantly worse over the course of the season, one of the worst in the NFL. All that excitement, the way that, the way that we would want to sell a QB at 11. If, if the Vikings were to move on from Kirk 
and they pick that QB at 11, we're going to find every reason. We're going to look under every single rock to figure out exactly why this thing is going to work early, often, and beautifully in KOC's offense. That's what we're going to do because we want to will it to happen. That's what we are rooting for. We are fans. That's what they did by bringing in Sean Payton. Everything that you've seen, it is different. It will be better because we brought in the pinnacle of uh, stability, not stupidity. No, that was the the right word. Maybe it was, but the, the offensive genius of Sean Payton and competitive division, all of this, don't care about the Chargers, don't care about the Raiders. The yep. Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yeah. And we're going to go out there, we're going to compete for an AFC West title, and we're going to be a playoff contender, and that's how it's going to work. And we got Russ, and we got Jerry Judy. I mean, let, I mean Garibaldi, McGlinchey got everything. Hey! Let's go! And it all fell flat on its face. Wow. And so you grind your way through the season. There are Broncos fans. You you listen to those segments that you heard it in Denver. Mm. Think about the segments they've done where it's like, well, if we hadn't beaten the Chiefs, we'd be drafting <laughs> in this spot. Yeah. If we hadn't done this, we it came up yesterday. If if Josh Dobbs wasn't magical in Atlanta, mm. we mentioned the Saints. If if Jameis doesn't throw those two ridiculous interceptions, yeah. those two wins cost us like five spots in the draft. Those two wins are found at the bottom of the alphabet soup bowl for Jameson, uh, Jameson Winston as he's searching for W's so he can eat W's. So thank you to the guy named the Pastronaut who can neither pass nor walk on the moon yeah. for messing up our draft. They've probably done myriad segments on that already on Denver radio stations. I caught it in a snapshot, a verbal snapshot. There ain't no doubt about that. There might have been some context that I missed, but for the for the for the for the purpose of what we're discussing now, I think you're right about everything. The 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 point would be is like the fans or those, you know, at their six four six eight six or their talk back or or their emails or their their eight hundred three two zero five three two six. I mean, it was it was crickets beyond crickets. People just not being mad. People not being happy. People not being give Peyton a chance. People, you know, Peyton and Peyton. People like, you know, hey, I swear. One, two, three. The fifth year is really, really going to click for Jerry Judy. McGlinchey, he just had a bad day. It wasn't even like that. It was nothing. It was crickets. Right. It was apathy. For the Denver freaking Broncos. That's crazy. Multiple Super Bowl winners from back in the day. Oh, no, not back in the day. They won Super Bowl 50. Damn, man, how quickly they forget. Well, how quickly not only do they forget, but how much of that shine is lost with John Elway. Think about John Elway, the player, and what that meant for him to walk off. He's getting that, that run to the goal line where he's helicoptered, basically, holding on to the ball, the grit and the grime to right. walk off with two straight titles. Yeah, I'm so glad All of that. that. But then Elway, the executive, right? Now, many people, of course, in Denver will be infinitely, you know, they'll, they'll be talking about George Payton already. I'm sure that's a topic of conversation yeah. and all of that. But the idea of Elway, the player, versus Elway, the executive. The kids that listen to 9 to Noon when Fran Tarkenton comes on, they're like, hey, this is cool. This is Fran. This is the last. I've I've heard of Fran. Yeah. I saw a really grainy NFL Films video that yeah. featured Fran. Yeah, that's fine. But I can't be emotionally attached to Fran. And that's there are fine. some kids in Denver that love it when the horse runs out of the out of the tunnel, and they love going to oh. games, and they love their Broncos and wearing that orange the orange best. crush all day. The best. But they think about Elway the executive maybe yeah. more so than Elway the great quarterback. Right. And and as an aside to this, I'm so glad you said that uh, because the let's see, I was there. I was there about three and a half days, and I caught the the Arizona Coyotes Sunday night were playing. The Colorado Avalanche at Ball Arena. Vox of all boxes ever to Vox or or Mile High Mailbox money. So much cash he gets in his mailbox. Alan Roach was in Puerto Vallarta, so some other rube was like doing the, the public address work at Ball Arena. I didn't go to the game, but I could hear on the TV. Well, there was a moment during that game where Nikola Jok- uh, Jokic, back from the All-Star game, it, it, no way, he was in the All-Star game. It was it was a recent game where Jokic was at the Avalanche game with his family. Okay. Maybe Colorado and Arizona was Monday night. Um, but nevertheless, he he was at the game. 
All right. So they put the camera on him and his family in a suite. And I mean, it was an unbelievably loud standing ovation. All right. Now, this is NBA guy at National Hockey League game. But see, now on this radio station, which I believe is called Altitude, well, they carry the Nuggets. All right, KOA, the spot whence I do 9 to noon, when in the Rocky Mountain region, they carry the Denver Broncos because they're in the iHeart family and they recognize football always wins. Now, they also have the L's known as the Colorado Rockies, but they got Dion's team too. So, I mean, it's just like a plethora of opportunity and options about which people care in the Rocky Mountain region. But when 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 my guys were bringing up how loud the ovation was for uh, Jokic at the Avalanche game, there was a little bit of a John Elway comparison there. Like, is he becoming the most popular sports figure in the history of Denver sports? Mount, Mount Rushmore. I mean, we things that we've done eight million times. Cool. But then, you know, my man, one of the guys, the co-host went <laughs> went down the road of, you know, they are the champions. And um you know, they, um, I don't know, maybe maybe they're cutting into the popularity of the Denver Broncos and, and on their way to becoming the most popular team in the state. Oh, oh my God. Bro, football always wins, okay? I mean, if you can just get rid of the anti-Vike, figure out your quarterback situation and win seven games, they'll forget about the Nuggets in three seconds. Oh, oh my God. I mean, if you get a defensive rookie with ten and a half sacks, they'll forget about Jamal Murray in three seconds. Oh, yeah. Michael Porter no longer exists if McGlinchey can protect. So I'm like, no, nah, that ain't the case, man. But but you're selling hope, and 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 we're not mad at that at nine to noon because the the approach was also desperate and depressing, and they play in a division with the champs. And you know, hearing the turmoil others are facing this off season opened my eyes to the belief. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That, honestly, I mean, I almost got to the, to the 100% heartfelt approach that Kirk Cousins can't leave this team. Oh, oh my God. I, I mean, it, it's the belief like he should not be permitted to leave really has shown zero signs of falling off and will give the Minnesota Vikings several high-end years. I'm like, give him exactly what he want, what he what he needs, and start there. So we never have to hear a quarter a, a conversation. As apathetic, depressing, and full of delirium like I just heard. For some, that's the wheel of misfortune. For others, hope into every game that you play beginning next season. You know, it's just, it's it's, it's the wheel of confusion, man. Sign Cousins, quarterback at 11. Let Cousins walk, trade up for a quarterback. Sign Cousins, ooh, best D lineman at 11. The wheel of confusion goes round and round and round and round and round. Reports are the Vikings are negative on guaranteed deals. I'm not one to say that's accurate, but at least we're not 30 over and weeding through free agents the caliber of of like wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown selling hope he can run routes other than like straight down the field with 4-4 speed. Daniel to Jacksonville. People still pissed over the scene move. Maybe Pastronaut with a full offseason can throw the ball accurately. L. What about Jaron Hall? You see, fans around here attack free agency in the offseason with an enterprising nature and care and excitement. 1,000 miles west, in one of the most beautiful places God has placed in this world, summer wishing Dan Campbell was their coach and wondering if Tyrod Tyrod Taylor can operate the anti-Vikes complicated offense. I always love that one. We ain't got it that bad with that football team. We have confusion and complication and conundrums, and and maybe it all can be fixed with cunning and cousins. Maybe the right play is to give the man exactly what's needed and run it back with Flores executing a defense with a bunch of new exciting rookies and a kick-ass defensive tackle taken at like 11. 
One thing we don't have around here is apathy for the Minnesota Vikings. KFAN, the fan. Welcome back to 9 to Noon. Vikes Bites. Vikes Bites is always brought to you by Thousand Hills Lifetime Grazed Grass-Fed Beef. You can go to ThousandHillsLifetimeGrazed.com. Whether it's shopping, learning about regenerative agriculture. Uh, The key here, too, by the way, Clearwater, Minnesota Born. This is a local company founded 20 years ago. And unbelievable local roots that have since expanded because of how they do business, the product that they create. And again, Thousand Hills Lifetime Graze.com is the spot to do it. You mentioned last segment, PA, that yep. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, it's not just last segment. You've actually said it several times now yeah. about that possibly being a destination for one Daniil Hunter. Yeah. So I saw this, this ESPN insider bit. Yeah. Now, this is this is a hypothetical because free agency hasn't started yet. So yeah. you got to bear with me. Yeah, let me, uh, BHA, fairness and uh, hypotheses or hypothetical act. Yeah. I don't mind hypotheticals when we're doing it like this. I don't like three-quarters of the hypotheticals Charge presents me on Fridays or when it's like, who would be better to run this football team and why? A coach having immense success under contract with another team or the one we have now? (laughs) That's a ridiculous hypothetical. What if Dan Campbell was the coach of the Minnesota Vikings, PA? Your thoughts? Right. right. That'd be great. (laughs) What can I say? Yeah, that'd be cool. So to the to the ESPN insider bit that I saw, the, the idea, I think Matt Bowen is the name of the gentleman that put it together. Yeah. Uh, but kind of, hey, here's a, here's a top free agent for each team, like Chris Jones of the Chiefs. Here's where he would have the best fit, right? And, and particular to Chris Jones, he noted, you know, the Chiefs and how much they need him, how that relationship really kind of goes hand in hand, et cetera. But to the Minnesota Vikings, to Neil Hunter. Yeah. This team has $35 million in cap space, despite being a team known for trading all of their draft picks and leveraging everything they have, putting all the chips in the table. Bro, the Rams got are that much under the cap? They're that much under the cap. How did, how'd they do that? I have no idea. But the key is with them, as it looks now, you got Stafford making 50 on the cap next year. Donald, 34. Yeah. Cooper Cup, nearly 30. Yeah. Their tackle, Nope Boom, nearly 20. Um, I forgot to tweet the set list, so can you make this a long-winded one? I, I will indeed. Love Rob you. Havenstein, the right tackle. So they're yeah. bookending it with high, uh, highly paid players. And Tyler Higby, whose knee got blown out by Kirby Joseph, he makes 11. Otherwise, nobody else on the roster for 2024 makes more than $3 million. And you look at the guys that they potentially have to re-sign, Brian Allen, they're going to need to figure that out. Their center, he made $6 million last year. But other than that, you're looking at Carson Wentz, right? Late signing, Demarcus Robinson, Troy Reeder, uh, Akella Witherspoon, Duke Shelley, the Duke, the Duke, the Duke is on fire. Let's go. So my, my point with all of this is they have... According to SpotRack, the number is actually $39.5 million that they are available to spend via free agency. Mm-hmm. And so that subject uh, that is subject to change with those free agent uh, re-signings. But what about Daniil Hunter, PA? Here's what uh, ESPN put out there. The Rams have money to spend in free agency, and filling the edge-rushing need should be a priority. They have Puka. They, got, uh, they, they figured things out with this Kyron Williams cat. So skill position's looking pretty damn good. Yep. Hunter's 16 and a half sacks with the Vikings, fifth most in the league. We know that. Force four fumbles like that. Adding Hunter would give the Rams a productive veteran force opposite Byron Young. He had eight sacks last year as a rookie. So they have Aaron Donald on the interior. They got coming off a nearly defensive player or rookie of the year campaign with Kobe Turner. Those are your two fat guys in the middle. Yeah. Byron Young, eight sacks as a rookie. And Daniil Hunter. Come on. With the Rams, who made it to the postseason last year of bounce back. The idea of Daniil Hunter with that defensive front, some unknowns in the cornerback spot, secondary suspect, but maybe potentially the best defensive line in the NFL if Daniil joined that young, Damn. save for Donald, yeah. 
that group in L.A. That'd be that'd be nutty. Yeah, and they run a four three, which means he would get the opportunity to play where I, I just think he's been best during his career. But I I might be wrong with that because last season might have been Daniil Hunter's best. In fact, it was his best overall season as a player in the National Football League because of the way he played the run. His quick twitch recognition earlier in the equation was better than it was in, say, 2022. But then it was all new to him. So I shouldn't say left defensive end, hand in the grass guy, is where he's at his absolute best. It's he has he, he's versatile, so he can do either one. But he's he, you know, I just I, I enjoy watching him as a as a hand in the grass left defensive end. I guess I hadn't thought of the Rams in the equation because I, I stick by what I said. The the Lions, well, for, first and foremost, nine to noon hopes Daniel Hunter is a Minnesota Viking next year and amen on that you want Daniel back are you kidding me thank you um so there's that the next layer would be Daniel along with Harrison Smith into the final game of the season before a Wednesday or Thursday practice both told me and it was heartfelt they want to finish their careers here it matters to them to be players like Greenway said it before, who play their entire career for one team. Yeah. So I believe that. And and I definitely believe it with Cousins and Harrison and, and I'd say mostly Daniil, but it was a shorter conversation. Thirdly, you know, it's the, the, the money piece matters. I mean, they 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 have been gifted in a way that they're coveted by many and there's a certain market that they can hit. So I don't see I don't I don't, you know, look at Daniil or anybody like that being like, well, this guy got this, Von Miller got this, and Bradley Chubb got that, so I got to get a dollar more. But I don't think that's the deal, but Daniil, potentially off the best overall season of his career, has earned the right to get more than $20 million a year and get it for multiple years. He needs to get closer to that top-end range in salary, certainly. Yep, yep, perfectly stated. I'm not sure that that's possible here. So I think the Lions and Bears, with all due respect... I don't really know how you can have respect for what I'm about to say, but with respect, they're idiots if they don't go after Daniil Hunter. They're idiots because they have the money. He absolutely would help, and you pilfer somebody from a team that can win the division. But then YA young Alec dropped the Jacksonville Jaguars the other day because I can tell he's getting his snoop on, and, you know, that makes sense. And I I happen to think he's right. And I happen to think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to make a big, 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 big run at Daniil Hunter to put him with Trayvon Walker. They're going to get some money redone with Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen. And they they have a pretty good front seven, you know, with, with a quarterback who's not as good as maybe some thought he would be, but you can still win with him. And, and the running back picks the offensive line a little bit. And they're popping tags. They don't have apathy in Jacksonville. They have a nice team where they're looking to bolster their defense. So the, I respect the story with the Rams and the $30 million and change. But I wouldn't bet it. I'd bet, I'd bet here or Jacksonville. You had me thinking about it when we talked on Tuesday about this. And, you know, the Kirk thing matters. Guaranteed money, the Albert Breer yeah. report. They're yeah. going to fight that to the bitter end March 13th. And, and Justin Jefferson, how much the Kirk thing impacts the J.J. thing and guaranteed money there. And, and like you said, maybe they're not as opposed to the idea of guaranteed money as has been reported in recent days. But this Daniil thing just absolutely depressed the hell out of me, P.A., when, it, when I'm looking I'm looking at Daniil Hunter gone, D.J. Wanham impending free agent plus torn quad. The Marcus Davenport thing is ridiculous, and they've staved off the final decision on that. I think I think all of this comes ahead like on the same day. So yes. whatever day, March, it's like March 13th, yeah. five or six different things yeah. trigger, fall off. But you got that, that oxymoron known as that legal tampering thing on yeah, Monday yeah. the 11th. So Daniil will be here or somewhere else, I'm guessing, March, we'll know by March 11th or 12th, at least officially. I agree with you there. But the but the the need for a, in the same vein that we, we obsess over the quarterback and its importance, when you look at this defense without Daniel Hunter and you start trying to project, okay, well, Jonathan Bullard had a pretty good season. Okay, that could be good. Uh, what if DJ Wanham's not immediately healthy? Right. Hey, how was the Patrick Jones thing? I thought Patrick Jones was better on the inside than he was on the outside when he was playing in 2023. I mean, yeah. it is 
it is slim pickings, and I, I know that Flores is good at what he does. Right. Does he walk on water? I would venture to say no, he does not. Right. And But see, I'm glad you said that because that was part of the conversation last year. The walk on water term that you would use, we, we could take it to another step and say, you know, do, does Brian Flores, metaphorically speaking, have the capabilities of turning water to wine with a defense where you want fine wine and exactly what type of player does that require? Now, at the end of the equation, off we saw an A to Z with Brian Flores. I'm a believer. I, I'm a believer. Oh, same, yeah. Well, you, know, you see what I'm saying there? Yep. So, no, it's not. ain't nobody going to be cleaning anybody's feet for executing a 46 or a 3-4 hybrid with floaters. Not with those toenails. However, yeah, we're believers. And I think the fan base should be, too, with what he can do with what he has. DJ Wanham before the injury is a perfect example. Harrison, I mean, we, we said it a million times last year. How many players do we have who at some point of the season were having the best seasons of their careers? Yeah. And they're veterans. So now if Daniil leaves and you draft, I mean, you just got to believe if, if, if you have faith in somebody who knows what he's doing. And and like I said, eyes were opened in the Love Covenant with uh, yours truly and Matt Producer that, yeah, we have faith in Brian Flores that there's replaceability. And it may not be marquee name replaceability, but there's, re- there's replaceability with the people, the individual who now knows in Flores truly what he has with the veterans. So, yeah. he, so he could have looked at, all right, I got Wanham. All right, I remember Davenport. Yep, everybody knows Daniil. Hitman might be going to the HOF. Yeah, that guy was a corner at Cal. Yeah, I've watched him a little bit. Need to work on this, but he's really good at that. We need corners. Uh, a Caleb has long arms, but I'm not sure he gets it. So th- those might have been his takes initially, but but now he's utilized them in hot spots. So therefore, he knows where the breaking points are, and he knows where he can push with some. Right. So, but then the inherent belief in why you hire people for marquee jobs like that is that they then now in knowing what they have they'll be able to draft and work free agency to complement and or amplify it so that's a buy that's a buy four-man front faith approach that's taken if daniel hunter leaves because quite honestly he could leave uh the nba left for a little bit went to the all-star break but now it's back Chris Finch, coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, joins 9 to noon at 11 today. Hey, it's Finchy at about 11 today on FM 100.3 KFAM. Vikes by on the fan. They take on the Milwaukee Bucks to begin the post-All-Star break portion of the equation. Welcome back to 9 to Noon. 9 o'clock start tonight at uh, Target, uh, tomorrow night, that is, at Target Center. And uh, Chris Finch, coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, courtesy of Prize Picks. Daily Sports uh, made, Daily Fantasy made easy. And also Second Harvest Heartland, that's about an hour and 10 minutes from now. That's followed by Al Nolan, uh, the analyst for the Golden Gophers Radio Network. He uh, works with Mike Grimm. Uh, you you had the Vox on Monday, I believe, after they uh, beat Rutgers. Correct. I had him on yesterday. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the vibe like with this squad? I mean, they they beat Rutgers. They opened up a big lead. Then it got dicey. But uh, I sense the vibe for this squad is an- antithetical to apathetic. It may be unsure. There may be some trepidation, but. An absolute positive step has been taken, at least from last year, right? Yeah, and that's what's great about having Al Nolan in today is chatting with Grimm and kind of getting excited. Like Pharrell Payne really had a not only a, his best game of the season, but his ascension over the course of the year has really been a fun a fun talker as part of the Gophers. Yep. Uh, and, and it's kind of when they're hitting those threes, when they're hitting those shots, I mean, the mid-range efficiency for a few of those guys on the team has been spectacular. And, you know, their ability really to kind of mentally get by, I think, a duo of losses. And as good as Purdue is, highly ranked, highly touted, Zach Eady, this, that, and the other thing, uh, the fact is, is they had them for a significant stretch of that game. And so over the course of two losses, wow. the up by 20 against Iowa, you lose. 
uh, up for a massive portion of that game against Purdue. They come back and get you at the wire. Oh, geez. It's, you know, and, and it's, I, I hate doing it because, and Grim put it this way yesterday, it's, it's, it's a bad exercise in moral victories. Mm-hmm. But what you saw there, and then to come back and really just run wire to wire and handle Rutgers. Rutgers was the talk of the conference. They get beat uh, quite easily in most respects by the Gophers the other night, uh, over the weekend, rather. Um, this is a got to have it tomorrow. And I think there's a lot of excitement. And, and with six games left, the I right... I think the game's tonight. Is it tonight or tomorrow? It's tonight, yeah. It's tonight, Against, yeah. Uh, if I said tomorrow, my bad. But OSU. Anyway, it's and it's on the fan tonight. So Buckeyes in town, this is a got to have it. Uh, the way the schedule, they, they have the right games at the barn leading up to the tournament. They're hosting the Big Ten tournament. That's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. So... Home court advantage in a lot of respects at Target Center. So all of that plays into really for the first time in, in a few years, the, the legitimate conversation surrounding an NCAA tournament. Mike Grimm, Al Nolan, Ben Johnson, A. Meanwhile. So here we are, 39 and 16, 19 and 5 at home, 20 and 11 on the road, 8 and 2 in the division, 27 and 8 in the conference. We average 114 points per game. That ain't bad. We give up 106.7 a game. That's best in show. And the Minnesota Timberwolves won four consecutive games into the break. I mentioned it the other day. Can't remember with whom, uh, but um, I'm going to bring it up with Finchie that, you know, as the, as the, as the maturity of the, at times, youthful exuberance of the Minnesota Timberwolves continues to grow and continues to ascend and continues to become uh, uh, poignant with them, is I thought I thought beating Portland the way they did with both those games into the All-Star break, I mean, it's, it's you know, come on, suck it up, man. I mean, you're paid a lot of money to do a job, and that's your job. doesn't always work that way in the old association. Sometimes you can get break happy. Sometimes you see the break is coming and you're tired. I mean, because you've gone, what, uh, 55 games in an 82, you know, with a lot of travel and practice and games and stuff like that. Sometimes people get tired. Well, on the other end of it, just look at Portland. You want an example of what going into the break and being break happy is? One of those games where you put 44, it was like 44-11 or something like that. You're plus 30 in the first quarter or something Mm -hmm. like that. You know, and and they're they're an obvious non-playoff team. Yeah. But the ability of the the Wolves to capitalize on that, that's really a key factor involved. Is There's going to be blowouts. There's going to be massive leads. Yeah. And the Wolves being on the right side of all those really have put them in, in the spot they are. And and the Blazers, speaking of, you know, people being break happy, all-star break happy. The the Blazers have lost eight consecutive games. It's like the Washington Wizards with all their super special nine wins, the Detroit Pistons with their eight victories. Uh, they they get break happy when the schedule is released. I always love that one. That's the first thing they look for is when's the All Star break. I always love that because one. I knew I know we're going to be terrible, so I'm looking for the chill already. That was not the case here. They blew out Portland a couple of times, and they get uh, they get the malcontents known as the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow evening nine o'clock at um, at Target Center. Right behind us, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Their game and a half back. Clippers two behind the Wolves in the West, and the Wolves never lose to the Clippers, which is cool. Uh, the champs three games back, they ain't tripping. Thirty six and nineteen, twenty one and five at home, and uh, the Phoenix Suns are right behind them, thirty three and twenty two. They're six out of it, fifth seed in the West. The Suns, the Suns are the wild card of all wild cards ever to wild card, because those who follow the NBA closely. They've been sitting back on these opinions for about two or three weeks. I either hear it with give and go on NBA radio, or I see it on NBA TV, or I read it somewhere. It's like, I'm telling you, you know, this this Booker, Durant, Beal thing, it's just going to start lighting things up, and it's going to rattle off like 15 consecutive wins. The, the First and foremost, how about if you keep them all healthy? I always love that one. Bradley Beal, it seems like he misses like one of every five games, and he's already <laughs> he's already been out this season. And getting three alphas, and they're all alphas, okay? Booker is an alpha. 
Now, he may be capable of being an Omega in certain spots. Katie ain't no Omega. Bradley Beal has never been an Omega. All right, so now you got to get two and a half to three alphas to morph with a bad bench because you got to pay said MV3. So now, but they're a wild card because if somehow, some way, this bad boy clicks and they're willing to share, hide the women and children because the Suns got some scores, man, and KD block shots. Behind them, you got the Pelicans. They've had an overachieving season, in my estimation. C.J. McCollum has stayed healthy. Brandon Ingram has stayed healthy. Valanciunas mostly has stayed healthy. Zion Williamson mostly has stayed healthy outside of the crap load management stuff on back-to-backs. Mavericks behind them. I ain't tripping on the Mavs. A couple of really nice players after that. Okay. The Sacramento Kings, they're the eighth seed. Then you get the play-in bits right now, the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. So if the super special play-in tournament were to be like today, Luca and Kyrie taking on Clay, Steph, and Dre, that'd be badass, Sacramento and the Lakers. I like our lot in life. I mean, of course, it's the top seed. It's the first seed. But I, but I wonder just how imperative it is to hold that top seed until you get to the postseason because Target's, Target Center's been on fire, man. I yeah. think the play-in would. I think it goes seven and eight, and then nine oh. and ten, doesn't it? Got Where it. the the winner of Got the it. seven eight is in. Okay, and then the winner Boom. of the nine ten plays the hmm. loser of oh. the seven and eight. LeBron so you, and AD and Steph in there, elimination. There you go. That ain't bad. But see, some look at the Warriors as the ultimate wild card. A wild card's ever a wild card because of Steph. I don't necessarily see it that way at this equation. Well, did you see Clay, Clay's been benched? I, I, I don't know how that changes coming out of the break now. And he scored thirty-four. But he, but he is he has been an absolute disaster for them. So yeah, I, I just I, I love. And by the way, seventeen of the Wolves' final twenty-seven are at Target Center, mm. and so we're coming mm. we're coming out of the break winning four in a row. Seven game homestand right here. That's got Memphis in the mix. I think it's got San Antonio in the mix. Yeah, yeah you, the, come out of this with five wins, six wins potentially. Uh, Bucks are going to be tough tomorrow. You got Sacramento. I think uh, the Clippers are coming to town during yeah. this break too. I think we have a seven game homestand. We do. Yeah, we're home for like a week and change. And and so so taking advantage of those home games is 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 a vital a topic for the Wolves. I love their spot. Chris Finch, an hour from now, uh, in hopes they win tomorrow, which would be five in a row. Four Finch show. Five in a row. Four Finch show. Five. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 